welcome back to Unmarvelous, the show about two millennials who are watching the Marvel movies for the very first time. I am your wonderful co-host, Graham. And I'm your average okay co-host, Amy. Hey, you're better than that. What are you talking about? I am your better than average co-host, Amy. I mean, that's not much better. (laughs) It's a B. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, this week... We are going to be talking about what movie? The Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Man, how many Guardians does the galaxy need? At least two. Hey, you finished the joke. Hey. Cool. Well, uh, you know, I think for this one, since, again, this is like the other sequels that we've had, there's not really anything else to talk about. Other, I mean, How's your day going? Um, not too bad, but not the best. Why is it not going the best? Um, I'm very stressed out about having to write and illustrate a book. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Amy is so cool. She's writing like a book, like a, like a, like a legit book with, with pictures and everything. It's going to be published. Like you can buy it. It's going to be pretty rad. And so I'm very stressed out about that. Yeah, but it's almost done. It is. It is almost done. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. I'm excited to read it. So do we want to go ahead and get started with Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Sure can, because I feel like we're going to have a lot to complain about, because we sure were complaining during the movie. Spoiler for the end of this episode, but buckle up, buckaroos. Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Buckaroos. All right, well, we're starting in 1980 in in Missouri. There's a couple singing on a road trip, and they stop at Dairy Queen, but then there's, like, the woods behind the Dairy Queen or something. Was this the lady that had the really weird accent that didn't quite fit? I don't remember that. I remember she had, it was like a southern accent. Okay. If, oh, if I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I it didn't make any about. sense. Like... We live partially in Missouri, and I tell you what, I never hear nobody talking like this that much. To be fair, I think we live in uh, a different part of Missouri than That's true. most Missourians. 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 Well, that's on a different planet. <laughs> and then there were Missourians. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're in Missouri. There's Dairy Queen. Sure, there was a weird accent lady. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. There's a weird glowy alien thing. They're getting a lot better with the de-aging of CGI. Uh-huh. Uh, the couple smooches, and we find out that it's Andy Dwyer's mom. So, Star-Lord's mom. Okay. It, Andy Dwyer. Andy Dwyer. We said this on the last episode about Guardians of the Galaxy, but Andy Dwyer is the character that Chris Pratt plays in Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Because you know who I thought that was? No. I thought that you, that for some reason, and I don't think, wow, yeah, never mind. I was way off. I was like, Andy Dwyer, for some reason, isn't that the bad guy from Silence of the Lambs? No, it's not. It sure isn't. (laughs) Um... Who would that be? Yeah, that was Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Yeah, two different people. Yeah. It puts the lotion it on puts the skin. the lotion on the skin. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket or else it gets the hose again. That wasn't No, great. that wasn't very Not good. Great. No, no. Yeah. Let's move back to yeah. Marvel <laughs> movies. <laughs> so then we get 35, uh, nope, 34 years later at The Sovereign now they're at the Sovereign. <laughs> Andy Dwyer is mad about Green Goddess's gun. Drax has sensitive nipples. Oh, yeah, because he was complaining he didn't want to wear the jetpack thing. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't think it was funny. I mean, you could just put a pin in that comment and just carry it through the I majority of this movie. I will, yeah. Um, little Groot comes in and says that he's Groot. A big old alien thing comes down, and they fight. Mr. Blue Sky plays while Little Groot dances, which is a good song. I was reading that, I think I think it was this movie, that James Gunn, who's the director, I'm pretty sure he's the director of this, um, he did, like, the dancing for Groot, 
like they took a they took a video of him dancing and then they basically just did that and did their 3D magic and made that group dancing. That's fun. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was cute. I yeah, guess. Yeah, it was cute. It, I did. It did a job. It, it. They did their job. They did their job. Drax stops the music by flying into it, and little Groot is mad. Drax jumps into the monster's mouth. Green goddess slices its neck, and Drax is covered in goo. That part was kind of funny because Drax was like, he's like, what do you say? Something like, I have an idea, and it's to get inside of him and like get my way out. Yeah. That was kind of funny because everybody else is like, what are you doing? That's not how that works. Right. I would say this is another thing we could just put a pin in, but I'm just going to say it now. Um, I think Drax was the funniest character. Oh, in yeah. This movie. Hands down. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, everyone had their moments in the previous movie. Whereas, like, anything I found funny was basically Drax. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm sure it'll come up, so I'll kind of keep my comments at bay yet because it'll be better opportunities to talk about it. But I totally agree with that. All right. So we've got Anulax batteries. Is that right? <laughs> Anulax An- batteries. Anulax batteries. What is the, um, Anulax keeps going and going <laughs> and going. I was like, what are the battery slogans? I can't even think of any anymore. Uh, Besides it keeps going and going and yeah. going. But that was like from like the nineties and eighties, wasn't it? I think. I remember it in the in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Probably older than that, but... Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch commercials anymore, really. Yeah. Who watches commercials? I haven't watched commercials in, like... Except now that YouTube has commercials. That's true. Right in the middle. Okay. You right know what grinds my gears? What grinds your gears? So, it used Is to it be... the YouTube... It's the YouTube commercials. right they in the middle? They used to only be in the very beginning, and you could skip them, like, after 10 seconds or whatever. Now, there's, like, five of them, and they're just sporadically placed... Throughout a video, so if we're watching like a 15 minute video, they're just like they interrupt the flow. It's right. awful. I hate right. it. YouTube, be better. Be better. Yeah, you tell them. So, so the Sovereign hired the Guardians of the Galaxy to protect the batteries, I guess. Are those the gold dust people? Yeah, okay. the weird statue people. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the gold finger people? Yeah. The, the Sovereign folks have perfect DNA or whatever. They all look like gold statues. Sovereign has Nebula, and they hand her over. Sovereign calls Andy Dwyer a reckless hybrid, and they're flying to Xandar. Yeah, well, didn't before that, though, there was another joke that wasn't very funny. <clears throat> where, Probably. Where she was like, oh, they talked about how, like, the gold dust people don't, have sex because it's like they had they've perfected the way to create people and so they have like matrix style pods that birth the people and then she's like but maybe you can show me the ways of human intercourse and he's like i could do that like it was oh, it was it, yeah. it was like he was trying to not be excited right and i was like this is not landing it's not good it's not landing it's not good Drax talks about his true love, and he says that dancers don't fall in love with non-dancers. Nebula's heading to prison on Xandar. Rocket stole the batteries, so the Sovereign folks start zapping them. And there's there's plane fighting, fighting with planes. Bing, bang, bang. Yeah. And they find out that the ships are being remotely piloted. Yeah, they're like drones. Well, actually, what it, they were like drones, but then... In Gold Dust's palace, they look like that. Um, you were in South Park. There's that big wheel. Yeah, it's like the motorcycle wheel that, like, you put it in your butt and it you put it in your mouth. It was called like the thing or something, wasn't it? It's yeah, like something weird like that. That's what they looked like to me. That's what it reminded me of a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. What was that called? I I'm sure it was something I, like I kinda potty need, mouth or. I kind of need to know. Hold on. Beep, up, beep, up, boop, boop. What would I even Google for this? Uh, South Park butt motorcycle. Butt motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. We got the picture of him. Yeah, first hit. I'm telling you. Yeah, it is called. Or it's called it. That's it. I think that's what this is saying. Was that the one where they, like they figured out they could poop out of their mouth? Sounds right. 
Or was that a different episode? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they South Park kinda, really runs the gamut. They all kind of blend together. So what's happening in the spaceship? What is happening? Um, they're trying to land on a planet. Drax comes out and starts pew-pewing. All sovereign ships got destroyed by who? Some guy on a ship. A weird, like, ship. A weird, like, ship. kind of looked like a sperm without a tail. Like, it just looked like a weird, like, it looked organic and not like a like a machine. I don't remember what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, picture a sperm without a tail. Okay. There you go. Okay. Need to pull Drax back in. Green Goddess catches him. Little Groot eats M&M's. They land on Burhurt. Andy Dwyer calls Rocket a trash panda, and they're all just kind of arguing. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember where they're at now, because they they the, their ship got hit, and they were crash landing on that, uh, that, that planet. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. Oh, here we go. I, I called the ship a white egg. Hey, a white egg ship comes down. Turns out Ego is Peter's dad. Kurt Russell. Yeah, um, probably too far into this movie, I was like, do we know who this guy yeah. is? Because he looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I know Kurt Russell from is The Thing. Like, other than that, there's nothing else that he's been in that I can remember. Yeah. Like, I've never seen, was he in Flashdance? I don't know. I used to get him and Patrick Swayze confused. I could see that. Because they look, they have that same, like, 80s hot bod mullet. Yeah. You know, like, wearing dad jeans and, like, maybe cowboy boots for some reason. But okay. it kind of would fit. Yeah. And they'd, like, roundhouse kick somebody for some reason. So then you kind of got Kevin Bacon in there, too. Yeah, but with... Kevin Bacon's face looks different. Like, that, he, he has a true. very specific, like, pug-like face. He actually, Kevin Bacon, you know who he looks like? He looks like the witch from The Sword in the Stone, kind of. Really? Yeah, I, like, I think when, like, there's a part in it where his no, or her nose is, like, squished yeah. up a little bit. In my head, that's who he, who he hmm. looks like, but... I don't see it. Contraxia. Aliens are eating snow, and there's Howard the Duck, and it's a weird alien strip joint, and also... The guy that I can't remember his name. Yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> it like it's Yandu. Y- Yanga, Yanga. Y- Yandu. Yandu. Y- Yandu. 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 Because I wrote, the, they must have said it soon after I guessed his name gotcha, was Yogurt. Gotcha. Um, so it's Yandu, the, the blue guy with the fin. I kind of wish they would just go ahead and put Howard the Duck in it. Yeah. I kind of like, there's a weird part of me that really liked that movie. I didn't mind it, I I keep thinking about it. Yeah, you got to think if it's one that you keep thinking about, then maybe, maybe it was okay. Like, honestly, in this movie, he probably would be a better fit than Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Like, because I feel like the comedy that he did would, like from that other movie, his personality probably would have, like, fit better. Yeah. Stud Muffin McCansom Pants, the third note. What is Rocky doing in this? Oh, yeah. What, is, what was Rocky doing in this? That's a good point. Like, I remember he was in it towards the beginning and then towards the end, but yeah. what was he doing? I don't, I, I gotta think that must have been like a, you know, for those hardcore comic nerds, they're like, oh, Sly Stallone is gonna be uh, Bingledorp or whatever. Bingledorp. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing on this planet? <laughs> Rocky and Yogurt are mad at each other for something. And Rocky is exiling Yogurt. It was that why? Yeah, we we didn't find out until later why he was getting exiled, but but yeah, he exiled him. Okay. And then we've got this sovereign coming in on this blue rolly carpet. Oh, God. And it gets stuck. And it, it was just like, I recognized that it was supposed to be funny. And there was a little light that went on in my brain that was like, huh. Hey. And, then, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that was the extent of the funny of that moment. Yeah. So for those of you listening, what happened specifically was that like, so what town was it? I don't know prostitute planet 
Yeah, because it tracks together or something. Yeah, which, if you think about that word, ew, that's kind of weird. Ew, ew, um, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just made the connection. Oh, no. Traxia. Um So, like, they're, the gold dust people are walking on the snow, and they have, like, a <clears throat> red carpet that they're wheeling out. It's a blue carpet. Is it blue? I do remember <clears throat> that. They have a blue carpet that they're, they're wheeling out for, like, the head gold finger lady is walking out on, and it's on, like, a... It looks kind of like a spit, so they're, like, rotating it so it'll un- uncurl, but it gets stuck. And so there's, like, this big grand, like, reveal of this this woman who's pure gold walking down this thing, and she's so regal, and then, like, it stops working. And there's, like, this kind of awkward silence thing going on, and then it continues. But, yeah, it, it's, it was so out of place. Yeah. I'm glad we're watching these together because, like, I turned to you, and I'm like, am I just in a bad mood or, like, grumpy? Because was that, like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? And you're like, no, it's not funny. Yeah, it's not, like, and... <laughs> You know, I'm I, you know, I'm not a professional movie writer or anything like that, so I, mean, I guess take this with it, whatever it's worth. But what this movie reminded me of is I teach a unit in my classes that's about script writing. So a lot of times, you know, you'll have a kid that's, that's really skilled at what they're doing. Like they have a lot of the good um, basics down, and so they give you like a first draft of something, and then you see what they're trying to do, but it doesn't quite land. And so then you're like, hey – this was really good, but let's try to like, let's work on this. Let's adapt this. Let's make it a little bit better. Um, and it seems just like this movie never had someone to be like, I don't understand what you're doing. Let's work on this. Mm-hmm. They just like stopped it right there. So Ego was trying to track Andy Dwyer down. Yandu abducted him and threatened to eat him. Yeah, I think what, what happened was Ego was trying to get a hold of Andy and he got yogurt to help him. But instead of yogurt taking Andy to ego yogurt, just like kept him because he's like, Oh, he's small enough and we can use him for thieving. And then I think alongside that, he's just like when he was out of line, he would just shut him up by saying, I'm going to eat you if you don't shut up. Yeah. You know what I like about us calling Yondu yogurt? What is that? With his blue skin and, like, the pinkish uh, red mohawk of thing. his, yeah, thin mohawk thing, it it makes me think of, did you ever have Trix yogurt? Uh, no, but I, I mean, I know what it is, but I never had it. Yeah, because it came with, the, like, two colors, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of the cotton candy flavored yogurt, which oh. was gross, but... Um, he That's also what it made me think of reminds me of that pop tart from the nineties, the late nineties, early aughts. The wildberry one. It's the blue with the squir- squir- uh, like pink squ- squirrely. I think that's things. the wildberry one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old yogurt. Question: What is the best flavor of pop tart? Ah, uh, okay. This is very controversial. It is. It is controversial. This is very controversial. Graham's about to get so mad right now, <laughs> but my favorite is unfrosted strawberry. It's, I don't understand it. it it's just, it, uh. you just get unfrosted strawberry and you get it a little warm and then you wash it down with just some, some milk. It's so Why good. don't you want any of the icing? I don't know. It's, it does nothing for me. Are you broken? Maybe. I can't really even taste the icing. So, so what's so the, he, point? the correct answer though is either the wild berry or probably what I'd put as number one is the brown sugar and cinnamon ones. Those are good, but they make my chin tickle. And that's another thing that I don't understand about you. Yeah. <clears throat> cinnamon, uh, brown sugar, Pop-Tarts, Nutri-Grain bars, and little dogs jumping on me all make my chin tickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so weird. Yeah, I, and it's not a good feeling. I don't like it. If that's your personal hell, I think you're going to be just fine. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so listeners, what's your favorite Pop-Tart? Or are you one of those weirdos that prefer toaster strudels? Ooh, toaster strudels are better. No, they're not. Are toaster strudels <laughs> better than Pop-Tarts? This, 
This is the question I'd rather you answer because this is the debate in this household. Yeah, it always is because we know Pop-Tarts are better. Toaster strudels are better. What is in our cupboard right now? (laughs) We've got Pop-Tarts. What is not in our freezer (laughs) right now? Pop-Tarts are better for on the go. But what do we not have in our house? We don't have toaster strudels. You're right. Yeah, there we go. But I like toaster strudels better. I don't know what the opposite of, like, objection is. Is there is there just, like, a... Case closed. Yeah, case closed. Yeah. So, this is when we meet Mantis, who is a weird bug lady. Andy Dwyer is skeptical about ego, and he talks to Green Goddess about it. Andy Dwyer, Green Goddess, and Drax go into the egg ship, and ego has a snooze. Mantis can feel people's feelings. Empaths. Feel feelings. I think I just wrote the word empaths because I hate the word empaths. God, I hate empaths. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I don't even want to get on that soapbox. It's just, it's. It, but do we a little bit? I mean, <laughs> uh, the, fun, the thing is, like, I know people in my life that are like, I'm an empath. And it's every time that comes up, I'm always, I just have to bite my tongue. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. I'm like, you're not. You're not special. You're just a person. <sighs> it's okay to feel feelings. Like, people do that. Just some people are better at regulating them than others. Right. That's all that is. Yeah. It's not like some special, like, I don't know, Mercury in retrograde and you're feeling feelings more than other people. Yeah. Like, I just remember, I I just remember I was, okay, I have to say this at one point. So, I've taught for a lot of years in a lot of different places. So... Keep that in mind. But there was one time I was talking with um, someone, and I was talking about a movie that we were watching in a class, and uh, this person heard about that, and, and I was like, so have you ever seen this movie? And the movie was uh, for colored girls, um, and this person was like, oh, I could never watch that because I'm, a, I'm an empath. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, they're the, so spoilers for all of you people here. Uh, there's a part in For Color Girls where kind of like at the climax, if that play has a climax, I'm not getting into that, but there's like a part in it where this guy drops this lady's baby out of like a six-story window or something like that. And so she's like, well, I just I just can't watch it because I'm an empath and that just bothers me. And I was like, no, you're experiencing it the normal way. Most people are going to be like, holy shit, when a baby gets dropped out of a window. Like, that's the kind of stuff I can't stand, where it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think what's frustrating to me right now is, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but this is just, what, a couple weeks after the murder of George Floyd? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the 9th of July, or June. Yeah. So, a lot of people on my Facebook are like, well, empaths are having a really hard time right now i'm like are you for real are you trying to make people feel bad for you right now yeah how shitty is that it's pretty bad (laughs) you should feel bad for me because i'm i'm feeling bad yeah i mean to me honestly i know i'm gonna probably polarize a lot the couple people that are listening to this but like i group empaths in with all that like empaths and astrology and and it's like it's all why yeah go read a book yeah i don't know (laughs) because here's the thing that really bugs me too because my kids they always talk about astrology all the time and every time they ask me what my sign is i always just say a werewolf and they get really mad at me, and then I'm, my my canned comment is always like, "Oh, I thought we were just naming things that don't exist." And then this always happens when they find out what my sign is. Then they always go, "Oh, well, I knew you wouldn't take it seriously because you're X Y Z." I think you're a Virgo. Yeah, and people are always like, "Oh, that's what a Virgo would do." <laughs> I'm like, you can't just say that. Like, and one time I actually did it where I was like, "Oh, I'm a Taurus." And they're like, oh, that's what a Taurus would say. And I was like, actually, I'm a Virgo. Well, a Virgo would actually would do that. Would also actually yeah. do that. I'm like, <laughs> you can't do that for every single one of them. 
Uh, well, there go our listeners yeah, that yeah, are yeah. into astrology. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and who consider themselves empaths. Yeah, I. you know what? We're I, not saying people that empathize with other people are not things, because we just think that empathizing with people is a pretty normal human yeah. response. And I mean, like, if you're to the point where it's like, a thing that you have to like be careful with, then you should probably go see somebody about that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) we don't want this episode to be too long (laughs) because it's not worth it. This wasn't that good of a movie. (laughs) If we're going to polarize our fans, let's do it with a bigger movie. (laughs) All right. So Mantis says that Quill has feelings for green goddess and Drax laughs. That was like the only funny part in the movie. Yeah, that was okay. Um, Mantis can also alter emotions a little bit and can put folks to sleep. A crowd of folks get darted. They start shooting at Rocket. He makes them go up and down and up and down and up and down. Yeah, so the thing we didn't say was that Yogurt and Goldfinger (laughs) were (laughs) uh, making a deal with each other to get Andy and, and Co., and so that's who's attacking Rocket right now. Mm-hmm. Is yogurt's cronies? Yeah, yeah. So we got <laughs> the yogurt's niblets, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> yogurt's niblets. <laughs> uh, so Nebula is telling Lil Groot to set her free so she can help Rocket. Stud Muffin, McCansom Pants the Third called it. I called what? I think you were like, uh, Nebula is gonna get Groot to set her f- set. Her oh, free yeah, so that yeah, yeah. she can leave, basically. Because they keep setting up Groot to be, like, kind but, like, adorably dumb. Yeah. And, like, he just does things because he doesn't understand it. Right. Yeah. He's a baby, I guess. Yeah. Do they call him Baby Groot? Is it, like, Baby Yoda or whatever? Uh, I've I mean, been calling him Little Groot. Like a I, like a '90s rapper, little Groot. <laughs> that would be that mixtape would just be like different variations of "I Am Groot." <laughs> um. Anyway, the folks argue. Nebula zaps yogurt's head thing off, zaps rocket, and then eats some fruit. Yeah, that was another joke that I wasn't understanding. That she kept asking for fruit, and they kept saying it wasn't ripe, and then yeah. she ate the fruit. And then she's like, it's not ripe. And it wasn't ripe. Yeah, another <clears throat> thing that just like kind of flickered as like a ha-ha. That's well, supposed to be funny. I get it. Because here's the part of it, too, is that like, was that fruit, was there a meaning to the fruit? Like, did the fruit, was there something about the fruit that was like noteworthy? I don't know. I just felt like there's normally when stuff like that comes up, that's like a, that's like a Chekhov's gun. Like, there's going to be, there's gonna, that's going to be a thing later on. Because it's an alien fruit. It's not like an apple that you can clearly look at and be like, it's not ripe. Yeah. Or a banana or something like that. I, it just, it was really weird and out of place and I wasn't yeah. sure what the joke was. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe somebody can clear that up. I don't know. Maybe. Ego is a celestial background on him being a god or whatever. Icky penis stuff. Not even really funny. What was that? What was that? Icky penis stuff? See, okay, this was another instance where it's like a week after. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. What was it? So, yeah, because like he's talking about Ego is like, well, I went to all these different planets trying to find, or he, no, he first he's like, I went to a planet to find love and I like found your mom. And then Drax was like, oh, do you have a penis? And they were like, that's it. They're like, that was it. He's like, you can't ask my dad if he has a penis. He's like, why? She has a. Pe- Do you have a penis? He's like, I don't want to know how my parents had sex. Why? My family tells how I was created yeah. every winter. And he's like, I do have a penis, and it works pretty. Like, yeah, uh. not great, not great. Peter asked why Ego left his mother, and then I said, well, because it just kind of cut off yeah. after that. Folks send a guy into space. Oh, it's a lot of guys. Yogurt ain't doing shit. Yeah, so what happened was the up to this point, Yogurt's uh, niblets were like, <laughs> we don't like him. Like, we think something's bad's going to happen. Like, or not that. They think that, like, he's losing his touch and that every time something happens with Andy that he's always going to, like, let him go. And so they were basically starting a mutiny. 
And I think at this point they were like, well, crap, it's time now, especially since his fin is gone and mm-hmm. he can't do much. He doesn't have his whistle stick. Yeah. Taserface is the leader, and Rocket laughs at Taserface. Man, they beat that one to death. Yeah, a bit too much. Taserface is about to kill Rocket, and Nebula intervenes. Nebula backstory. Oh, she got replaced with machinery every time she lost to Green Goddess. Yeah, that was actually kind of cool. That was very cool, and I was like, let's get a Nebula movie that's kind of like Doctor Strange in that it just feels like a science fiction movie, yeah, but it's yeah. a Nebula story. I'm, I'd be, I'd be. Yeah, right that was cool. That. Like That'd I actually cool. was like, yeah, that's a complicated character. Yeah, I had an oof moment. Yeah, that that was an oof moment. Ego's form would wilt if he didn't return to his planet. This is a quote: "Give me the chance to be the father she wanted me to be." Much, much Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's like a deadbeat <laughs> dad that's also a god. Yeah. Ego asks Andy Dwyer to concentrate, and he gets blue, glue, blue, 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 blue. He gets blue, glowy hands. Yeah, he makes like a Kamehameha. He does what? Makes a Kamehameha. Kamehameha. Did you ever play Street Fighter? Nope. Oh, Kamehameha? Like... You never... You hmm. keep saying that word. <laughs> yeah, I recognize that it probably sounds very odd if you've never played Street Fighter. Yeah. That was like a fireball that Ken and Ryu would would shoot. Okay. It was like their special move. It was a Kamehameha. Yeah. All right. Mind. So... Oh, sorry, sorry. Wow. I have a lot of nerds that are going to get mad at me. That is not what that was. I was thinking of a, a Hadouken, which is an, uh, a flamey uppercut. I'm pretty sure a Kamehameha was a Dragon Ball Z thing. Um... <clears throat> continue here's the thing about nerds being mad at you is that so far luckily we have a very nice audience that's true our we audience do. is very nice right now i just want to make sure that my nerd cred <laughs> isn't taken away our our audience is small and, and <laughs> polite and kind so that's true that's true <laughs> and if nerds are gonna get mad they have lots of things to get mad about that's true in that's this true. particular podcast so yeah especially if you're a fan of this movie yeah so now we've got this weird glowy ball catch that we hate. That was because they're so playing catch stupid. with each other. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, that's like the nerd equivalent of a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Rough. Drax says Mantis is ugly and she is grateful to be ugly. It's good to be ugly because uh, people are. He said remember. it was like it's good to be ugly because then if people love you, they know like you know that they're not. That's fucking true. With you. Yeah. Which is like the most backhanded compliment. Yeah. Drax talks about his daughter, and Mantis cries, and Green Goddess comes in. Groot is quote too adorable to kill. Rocket and Yogurt talk about stuff. I guess I was already done with this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think this was the point that we learned. Why he got exiled, I think. Sounds right. Um, that seems like the type of thing I would skim over. Yeah, and it was that he... The reason Rocky exiled him was because... Well, actually, I don't know if we figured that out just yet, because that kind of spoils the whole movie. But it was because Ego had all the other kids, and he was delivering them. Okay. And then Rocky was like, We don't deliver babies. <laughs> and he's like, ah, screw you. Folks are making fun of little Groot. He walks slowly to Raccoon and Yogurt. Groot keeps coming back with things that aren't a prototype fin. That's also supposed to be a funny thing. Like, the first one was funny. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, after the sixth time, we get it. Yeah. I just wrote, Groot doesn't like hats. Yeah, because there was, like, a part in it where, like, one of the eighth time he came back and didn't have anything, Groot was like, Groot, 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 Groot. And Rocket's like, oh, he says he doesn't like hats anyway. Hmm. That was the joke, like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Kurt from Gilmore Girls helps Yondu. Yondu whistle sticks some folks. Many more folks. He whistle sticks a lot of folks. Yeah, and I actually, that was a thing that was kind of cool that I didn't understand. 
that that's what made his whistle stick come to him. But so I was really confused in the very beginning because I was like, does that mean yogurt's a robot? Or like, how is the fin on his head? Oh. Because, like, know. it got blown off, and there were, like, wires and little sparky things happening. Maybe he's, like, Nebula or something. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Sud Muffin McCansom Pants the Third. Okay, so Yondu can kill a ton of people, but can't say goddamn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I was, like, really annoyed by this, because there was a part in it where he said something. It's like they cut him off before saying goddamn or something, and... uh like, that's a big... And I think this is more of a... This isn't, a like, a yogurt thing. It's more of a comment on the larger conversation around media in America. But, like, we are totally fine with violence. But as soon as somebody says a curse word... Yeah. It's like, this is for children. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we can't, we literally cannot say goddamn, but that dude just killed like 300 people. Right. I think one of them is actually worse. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> In my head, I'm just like, okay, boomer. Taserface sends coordinates to Yandu's ship. Sovereign Lady laughs at him. The whole ship blows up except for the part that Kurt got set up. So they're good. They're going to Ego. And it's not healthy for mammals to do a lot of jumps on the ship, and then they get all wobbly wobbly. Yeah, that after effects was. Yeah, so haha, more more humor that didn't land. Andy Dwyer gets Green Goddess to dance. Green Goddess is skeptical of the planet and Mantis. Yeah, because there was like she walked in on Mantis and Drax. And, like, she was about to tell Drax something. And yeah. And she walked in right away, and she's like, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Dwyer gets mad about Cheers. He brought up the yeah, show Yeah, because he's Cheers. like, you and I, are we're meant to be together. And we're like two people uh, in a movie that do this uh, and that and that. Nebula tries to pew-pew Green Goddess. The ship crashes. Nebula's stuck. Green Goddess starts pew-pewing her with part of the ship. Green that go- was kind of cool. That was so cool. Just, like, picked up the, the gunner on a spaceship. Yeah. Green Goddess pulls her out. There's an explosion. Nebula ain't doing so good. Nebula just wanted a sister. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Ego talks to Dwyer about music, and he just keeps saying lyrics. Also, yeah. boo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Was it Mandy? Sounds right. It was some like classic rock. Yeah. Thing. Ugh. Dwyer is immortal. They can redesign the cosmos. Mantis is worried about something. Mantis tells Drax they are in danger. Ego says other life was boring. He has found meaning. He gives Dwyer a forehead tap, and Dwyer's Dwyer's eyes get all starry. He can see eternity. Green Goddess and Nebula find a lot of bones and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So they they need to leave. (laughs) And then I said, oh, yeah, the weird brain wobbles of the mammals is happening. As we went back to that scene. Yeah, it was a really long wobble. Yeah. Stanley is, this is what I wrote, Stanley about being a FedEx man. Yeah, so I, okay, so he's like sitting on this rock in space and he's talking to these other alien dudes. I don't know what those alien guys are called, but those are like characters. So like in the hierarchy of like uh, Marvel superheroes. The higher up you go, there's, like, a lot of the guys um, are just more of, like, just watchers. They don't really, like, do much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are, like, pretty high up there. Because, okay. like, I do know that, like, literally God is a character in the Marvel universe. Hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that say that Stan Lee, like, it's based off of Stan Lee. And so when Stan Lee's in them, he's actually the God uh, okay. in all those movies. Hmm. All right. But I could also be wrong on that. I'm not sure. Ego says the expansion is his purpose, so it's Dwyer's too. Ego has been growing and spreading until everything is him. 
He's been boning a lot of people and then killing his spawn. You know what this movie, I just realized this, the whole plot of this movie reminds me of? What? This is just a sleazy version of the never-ending story. I don't know the story well enough to... So, like, well, there's the nothing that, like, just swallows everything. Uh-huh. It's, like, the same story, except the guy had to, to boink a few ladies before he figured <laughs> it out. Boink. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dwyer is the only one with celestial DNA or whatever. Stud Muffin McCanson Pants the Third also called that Ego killed his mom. Like you called that pretty early yeah. on. Dwyer started pew-pewing Ego, threatens to turn him into a battery, planet with a face. Yikes. Oh, that was awful. I don't remember that. Yeah, because they were... Um, was it the planet or was it... Like, because they went, like, in the Earth, too. I like, don't in know. the core of it. And, like, that's where they're, like, finding the brain thing they had to destroy. But I remember the I remember the the planet face. I don't remember it, but, I mean, I said yikes, so... Yeah, it was pretty yikes Probably Probably accurate. Ego crushes the Walkman, and Dwyer gets all juiced and stuff. The weird <laughs> glowy pod thing at Dairy Queen starts expanding. Oh, yeah. So, at the very beginning... When he was about to mac his mom, they like he was also like, I also brought this plant with me, and it will too grow. Mm-hmm. And then it grew and it became a giant sludge monster. Yeah, because so I think wild. like those plant things were like he could like because he needed to use Dwyer to get like to to like they were all like beacons like antennae, mm-hmm. and so he had to like use. Dwyer to boost that signal, and so those things would then, like, get sludgy, and that's what would make everything one, eventually, I think. Okay. Does that sound about right? Sure. I like it. (laughs) Yondu flies in, Dwyer falls, the blob in Missouri stops, oh, stops growing. The fox... It hasn't done that yet, though, because we don't vote until November. Zing. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-bomb. Um, I just wrote the fox thing is not funny. Fox thing. Nebula kept calling Rocket a fox, and it was like, haha, it's funny, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it would make more sense that if she didn't know what he was, but clearly people know that raccoons exist. Right. Yondu says he didn't just keep him around because he was skinny, uh, referring to Andy Dwyer. Yeah. They zoom out on Yondu's ship thing. There's some laser marbles. Kurt sings about soup soup. What? I don't know. Y'all, what Man, what do I, I mean? I don't remember that at Kurt all. Kurt sings about soup soup. Soup soup. We'll just let that one go. Huh. Sovereign folks are controlling some ships. Um couple stud muffin McCanson pants the third notes. Uh sovereign folks look like the wrestler gold dust. Yep. They sure do. And if you people listening to us right now, take a minute, just Google <laughs> Gold Dust, like 1980s WWF. That's what they reminded me of the whole time. Yeah. And your second was I've played this level in Kingdom Hearts before. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope at least one of our listeners like understands at least some of our Kingdom Hearts yeah. references because I feel like we talk about that just we as much as Marvel. Them a lot. We've yeah. really been sprinkling. But a lot of them aren't even like, we won't even acknowledge that it's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Oof. Um, basically, they make it to Ego's core. This is, a, yeah. You, this is a quote. You don't have to believe in yourself because I believe in you. That's what I tell my students who aren't doing what they should be doing. <laughs> Rocket tries to explain the explosive thing to Little Groot. Oh, that was another thing that was another supposed to be t- funny and uh, wasn't. Dwyer asks people for tape, another thing that was supposed to be funny but wasn't. Get on with it. <laughs> Let's just finish up this movie already. <laughs> um, the raccoon and Dwyer argue while Lil Groot runs away with the explosive thing. Yondu does a big zappy. Sovereign folks are mad. Yondu is Mary Poppins. Mantis gets nailed. Drax says, Mantis, look out. That... 
That was funny. That was really funny. That was yeah. an yeah. actual funny one. So, so far we have two, two. strikes for good humor. Yes. <laughs> Where the joke was intentional. Right. Nebula saves Green Goddess and says, get over it. Yandu's whistling a bunch to get Ego. The raccoon sends out laser marbles. <laughs> I guess Nebula and Goddess are bros now. <laughs> All I wanted was a sister. All I wanted was a sister. But I got this stupid half robot <laughs> instead. Chloe tentacles wrap up the ship. Did you say Chloe tentacles? Glowy. Glowy. I thought, like, is there another superhero I wasn't aware of? Glowy Chloe tentacles. tentacles? <laughs> um, if, I know I have some artists that that listen to this. Um, if you want to draw Chloe tentacles, I think that would be fantastic. Put that on a shirt when we get a store up. <laughs> Chloe tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow Man looking guy comes out. <laughs> Are you still thinking about I'm Chloe? I'm still thinking about Chloe Tentacles, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can make ourselves laugh. Yeah, yeah. Drax and Quicksand tries to save Mantis. Nebula and <laughs> Chloe, <laughs> Chloe Tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think she looks like? I, I'm imagining like some kind of humanoid form with tentacles, but like she has like pigtails or something. Like a really adorable little girl with tentacles, Chloe oh. tentacles. <laughs> I was picturing like uh, a girl who like had like that Jean Jinko jeans. Oh yeah, but just like so many because they had to cover all of her tentacles. <laughs> Like a punk rocker girl. Oh yeah, so good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. We can get through the rest of this. Let's let's get through the rest of this. We don't want a super long podcast. Okay. (laughs) Of us just laughing. People are gonna be like, "Why are why am I listening to these people just laughing at their own <laughs> misheard, <laughs> misheard word?" <laughs> Can I just? I think this is a good point in time. To say that if you, if you are not in a relationship where you can make your partner laugh this much, then <laughs> rethink it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like I always tell my students when they come to me with like relationship stuff. <clears throat> I'm always like, you know, for me, marrying your best friend worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who Chloe Tentacles is. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, I mean, it's got to be somebody that either has as many tentacles or no tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> like Joey Seahorse or something. <laughs> okay, okay, we can do this. Oh, golly. All right. Drax in quicksand. He tries to save Mantis. Nebula and Goddess are getting wrapped by tentacles. <laughs> 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 And Groot is crying, much like me. I'm not crying. <laughs> Ego doesn't want to do this alone. Dwyer gets... <laughs> Dwyer gets caught by some tentacles. <laughs> oh, 
to stop talking about tentacles. Okay, this is where I referred to Goosebumps, the blob that ate everyone. Oh, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. What greater meaning, asks Ego. My guess is love. That was my guess, is love, and I think I was right. Yeah, I think you were right. Pew pews, but with Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Groot presses the right button. Rocket gives yogurt a space suit and an arrow rig. Father and son fight sequence. It's like Pac-Man, and it's not that funny. Oh, that was so stupid. Not good. Rocket, where's Quill? Quotes, if you kill me, you'll ju- be just like everyone else. What's what's so wrong with that? Boo. Boo. The brain thing explodes. Yogurt zooms Dwyer up. Stud Muffin McCann's and Pants the third note. This is just Daddy Issues the movie. (laughs) 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 Yondu gives Dwyer a... uh, Oh, wait, didn't I just say that? Yondu gives Dwyer a spacesuit and an arrow rig. Oh, he gave it. So, yeah, Rocket gave one to uh, to Yogurt, and then Yogurt gave it. Yeah, he gave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yondu dies. Dwyer compares Yondu with David Hasselhoff. He had a picture of Hasselhoff in his pocket. That he would say that was his dad to people who asked him where his dad was. Right. And then he said, I had a pretty cool dad, like referring to Yondu. And like, I don't think he did. No, he seemed pretty he abusive. Really, yeah, it wasn't great. I don't, what? That's Mun, or Munchaz? No, it's what's the, uh, where you, you get kidnapped by somebody and then you like. Oh, Stockholm yeah, Syndrome? Yeah, that's Stockholm Syndrome. That's what that is. Could be. Yeah, I'm, I'm diagnosing it. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, it's fine. It's a fictional character. Do yeah. it. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Nebula plans to kill Thanos. Mm. The sister hug. Boo. Man, is that how sisters hug? Because it wasn't very good. Not good. I don't know. Don't have one. Kurt gives Dwyer a Zune. Remember Zune? Yeah, I think that was the joke. Yeah. Y'all remember Zune? I remember there was one guy that I knew that had one, and he was a weird dude. That's I all I had on that. Oh, he was just very okay. weird, and I, he was like, it's going to be the next big thing. Oh, well. I did not. Sure he also it. had a, for his mountain bike, he had blinkers. Okay. And, <laughs> and I don't know why that was needed, because yeah. my hometown is very small. Yeah. Not a lot of traffic. Yeah. But he had blinkers. Dwyer gives Kurt the whistle stick. Dwyer and Groot listen to Cat Stevens' father and son. I, Jesus Christ. I will say, though, I forgot how much I like Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens is good. Yeah, he's baller. Like, I used to listen to him when I was growing up a lot, because um, I went through, like, a really folk-heavy phase. But, man, he's good. He's good. Yeah. I mean, the soundtrack, again, is great. Yeah, that's this movie had that going for it, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a Ravager funeral. Fireworks. It's just some unspoken thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Drax says Mantis is beautiful on the inside. Rocket cries and Cheap Trick plays. And Kurt practices with the whistle stick. He hits Drax and slowly backs away. That was kind of funny. I thought that was It was okay. Funny. It was, <clears throat> yes. I think I ha-ha'd out yeah, loud. Yeah, there was at least one ha. That's all I got. Well, I'll give you my take on it. Okay. Um, it was rough. It was so rough. I I think of this movie similar to like uh, the second album syndrome for a lot of bands, like bands that have a great first album. The there's a lot of like pressure to do an album that's just as good for the second one, um, <clears throat> and a lot of times it doesn't. Like it either works really well or it it kind of fizzles out. And I always think of The Darkness as a band that, like, their first album was great. Like, their first album was gold. The second album was was good, but, like, man, it was not like The Darkness that I remembered. Same with, like, Wolfmother. Um, and I kind of felt like that was this movie. Like, they had some really cool ideas and really cool moments in the first movie. And it was like, let's just keep doing that and lean really hard into that. But it didn't work. Like, what was so funny about Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was that it was, the humor was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that, the very last bit in the, the first movie when, like, like, what is he, he calls him some really weird name where he's, like, dancing in front of him, and he's like, 
you're an Asperger or something like it was some weird thing he said in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, it was like right in the very like the guy's about to kill him and he starts dancing. And he's like, yeah, you're a douche nozzle. You weren't paying attention while I'm dancing. And somebody else then, like, killed the guy. Oh, right. And it's like, the reason that was so funny was because it was so unexpected. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that potty humor mixed with, like, this big budget movie was, like, pretty fun. And it's like, this one, they're like, let's just lean into that. Let's just make it goofy and weird. And so, for me, a lot of the jokes didn't land. A lot of the characters didn't make sense. Rocket's character totally didn't make sense to me in this movie. It seemed like a completely different character than the first one. I just, I didn't care about the characters. There was this weird, like, romance thing going on with the green lady and Star-Lord, but then at the same time, there was a thing with his with her sister. Yeah. And, like, none of them really got resolved. I don't know. It just, it did, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed in this one because I had high hopes for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really weird because we just came off of watching a couple really good ones. Right. So, like, honestly, I'm going to give this, like, a two. That's fair. What about you? Um, yeah, kind of like you said, we'd, we'd been watching ones that I was actually pretty interested in. And the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, would, like, the first one would be in my top three. Yeah, definitely. So, at, that we've seen so far. And so I was, like, pretty pumped to watch this one. And then, like, 30, 40 minutes in, I'm like, how much longer is this movie? Because I'm just, like, I'm... The the jokes are groaners. And I there's so, like, it's almost like there was so much going on that nothing was going on. Yeah, it's like they didn't have focus. Yeah, because, like, it's like, oh, Andy Dwyer and his dad. Oh, Andy Dwyer and Green Goddess. Green Goddess and Nebula. Rocket and Yondu. Yeah. Like, it had so much going on that there was no depth to really anything. And it makes me wonder, like, are the movies coming on next going to be building off of that? Because it did feel like just all of it was a setup. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But, yeah, I was just, like waiting for it to end, and I think we took multiple breaks, and <laughs> um, it's really disappointing after coming from, um, wasn't Doctor Strange before this? Yeah, Doctor this? Strange like, was Yeah, incredible. such a brilliant movie, and then we come to this, where um, I think I'll, I'll give it one point higher than you. I'll give it a three, because little Groot was cute, but that... that it, that's yeah. all I got. Uh, not great. Yeah. So sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy fans. Yeah. This not one, this not one wasn't that, that good. sorry though. No, it was not. It was not that good. So what's the next? Movie but though? here's the good news. I think what is next is our first Spider-Man. I am so hyped for let this. Let me let me make sure before we get too hyped. Yes, Spider-Man Homecoming. And then we got stuck with another Thor. But then after that is Black Panther, so. I am super stoked for Spider-Man. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for Spider-Man. I'm pretty excited too, so hopefully it's not disappointing. Yeah, because I think Michael Keaton's in this one. Okay. And I like me some Michael Keaton. (laughs) Is that it? I think that's it. Let's, Let's be done. Yeah, um... I'm going to go try to doodle Chloe Tentacle. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions, or if you want to send your fan art of Chloe Tentacles, (laughs) then then feel free to email us at unmarvelouspodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram at unmarvelouspodcast and Twitter at unmarvelouspod. Later, nerds. Okay, another, this is another thing where there's two of the things. Yeah, it seems like they're slowly, well, you haven't seen The Return of the King, have you? Nope. Yeah, so one of the things with Return of the King, this isn't spoiling anything, but the ending is so long, because there's like, they have to wrap so much stuff up, Hmm. that it just, there's like 30 minutes, it feels like, is just the ending. Hmm. And it kind of seems like Marvel's starting to do that. Yeah.
So we've got the middle credits where Rocky is saying that the Ravager, saying Ravagers are back as a team. Yo, Ravagers are back as a team. Let's steal some shit. <laughs> yeah. I think he actually said that. I, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, the, another one is the Sovereign folks designed some kind of birthing pod, and it's a step in evolution. And the quote is, I think I shall call him Adam. I am so confused by that because, like, I understand the reference, but I don't feel like gold dusts are Christians. Right. I mean, it make more sense to be like, I will call him Snagglethorpe. <laughs> Snagglethorpe. <laughs> so then we've got Teenage Groot, and then David Hasselhoff says, we are Groot. And then I just wrote, Stan Lee has stories to tell. Oh, Is yeah, because it's something? like, well, they just walk away. It's like the, in, the, in the beginning or in the middle of the movie when they, you see Stan Lee with the old cloaky dudes, and then they leave, and he's like, wait, don't leave. I got so many stories to tell. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I had. That's all I have. Okay. That's all I have. <laughs> that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. That, that's all I have. That's, that's it. There's nothing else. I don't I, know why you're still listening. Goodbye. There's nothing hidden on here. We don't that, hide anything. Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing after this. It is all, it's all going to be done. Seriously, there's nothing after this. Just Goodbye. shut this off <laughs> and go outside. <laughs>